Hello, everybody. Uh, it's Jeremy and, and Rob this afternoon um, on the podcast Renewing of the Mind. And we've been talking for a while about various things, but I felt now was a good time to bring you into our conversation. <laughs> and Rob, you were you were sharing something just now. Can you remember what yeah. you were talking about? So that the, well, the, the, the backstory was we were talking about what God has been doing, weren't we? And what what He's been sharing with us, and and the heart then is to share that with others, and that people can choose or not choose to listen to that. That's fine. We've kind of done our bit in sharing it. Yeah. And um, and people will pick up this message, um, and uh, and run with it. Hopefully, and they'll do. So they won't just hear; they'll also do. Um, and then early on today, I was saying that early on today, God was reminding me of a, a verse. I think it's Philemon, Philemon one six, I think it is. Which basically acknowledging your faith becomes effective by the the communication of your faith becomes effective by the acknowledging of every good thing that's in you. So, oh, well, it came from actually you saying, well, God can't use us. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? It, may, it makes logical sense. It makes spiritual sense that God can't use people who don't know who they are and what they have. I mean, you you know, if I if I was trying to build a wall and I thought I couldn't build a wall, I ain't going to build a wall. <laughs> you know, it's not that. <laughs> and yet every born again Christian has everything that they could uh, possibly yeah. need. Uh, absolutely. Well, that's so, why that's why Paul said that. Yeah. Because we have everything we'll ever need. and we But we have to acknowledge it. We have to grab hold of it. And we have to walk in it for it actually to become effective, you know, for our faith to actually work. We have to acknowledge all those things that we have. Yeah. Again, it's so the world knows that, don't they? Yes. You know, if, yeah. if I say, if I say, if I if I'm not a bricklayer, how am I going to lay a wall? I'm not, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. So you have to acknowledge that you're a bricklayer, and then you can lay a lay a wall, you know. But for us, for some reason, Christians haven't laid hold of that. Talk about the bricklayer. I mean, you know, all the jobs people are given certificates to demonstrate that they've got to a certain skill um, point yeah. to enable them to to do whatever they've been trained to do. And the qualification, a simple qualification for a Christian is to invite Jesus Christ into their lives as their Lord and Saviour. Yeah. Because that spirit of theirs is then born again. Yeah, is a new creation. The old man yep. has died on the cross. Yeah, absolutely. And wow. they now have the very same spirit of Jesus Christ inside of them. So there's no excuse for any born again Christian other than the fact that they don't know they don't what know. they have. But it, but, but it is written down. It is written down, and it's, it's in the Bible. But but actually, I, I I mean maybe maybe we've covered this before, but it's worth saying again. Maybe you know that's due to a number of things. Maybe that's due to wrong teaching you know with me i think i picked up more of the inverted commas the world than than bad teaching in church yes if, true. if you want to call it that yes true. because i I lived as a non-believer for many many years and yep. done many many things i shouldn't have done um and the mind needs renewing i mean there is an element of mind renewal that goes on when you get born again without any effort i do believe that there has to be for you to get born again there has to be an element of mind renewal doesn't there you have to believe in jesus so, so the mind has to be renewed. My, yeah you've, so, you've changed your mind you've changed your mind but um, but that yeah. ongoing process the mind still needs renewing so there are lots of things that and we've both been at the stage we were just saying aren't we? we've both been at the stage where the word wasn't the authority in our life no uh, and, and again if you if if the word well it's not if the word is a compass 
It says that. So if, if that isn't our guide, we are literally lost. We're lost even though we're found. You know. I, I tell you, this is this is really interesting because I, I I've got one or two Christians that I've been having dialogue recently with regard to the vaccine and how wonderful they've they've you know how wonderful the NHR NHS are. Right. Not that they're not. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for the NHS, many non-believers and believers would be dead right now. True. Um, but the reality is that for most born-again believers, and I was certainly one of them, and to a degree I still am, I knew that there was authority in the Word of God. Right. And I wanted to believe that the Word was truth. Okay. Isaiah 53, I wanted to believe that by his stripes I was healed. Of course. But my experience told me otherwise. And what I chose to do at that point was believe the experience yeah. rather than believe what the Word of God was. And I quit. I quit believing in the Word of God. Right. And I had to... I had to change my mind again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, you know, you can't be born again, born again the no. second time. What I mean no. is, I changed my mind. That whereas before, I was not fully convinced. Well, it was meant. It was, uh, isn't it what commentators call mental assent? You know, you, you assent to the fact that actually, it's written down in the book of the Bible, and I and I, I ascribe to it, but I don't live it out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because you can read English. Yeah. You can read those words, can't you? Yeah. And we all read those words. Yeah. But actually living it... And then when you get the challenge... Because that's when it really counts, isn't it? That I mean... Of course. If, if we're in a situation where life is easy, the word kind of comes and goes nice yes. and fluffy. Yes. But it's when we're challenged. That's when we... That's are, when we find out. Are we doing it? <laughs> are, are we going to do that's the word? That's when we find out. And, and that's always been like that. And it's only ever meant to be like that. I remember... I remember when um, I decided to give up my work of 30 years as, as an independent financial advisor and um, you know, that was a real struggle for me because I was earning you know good bucks and but I decided that this was what God was saying to me mm. and I, I gave it up I found someone to take over my business which didn't go down well with certain people and um, and, the, and within the, the organisation which I had helped establish um, back in 2000, no, 1998, um, the, the, the people that I'd worked with turned against me. And I remember when it happened and it was on the phone and, and I, I was no longer a part of the business, but the person I'd chosen to look after my clients was part of that business and that person was kicked out of the business by my previous colleagues and uh, they, they were all Christians apart from one but that's that's by the by um, and the anguish that I went through on that telephone call I broke down mm. after I put the phone down and Yvonne phoned me she was at work and and I, I broke down on the phone I says I, you know I, I can't believe what's happened to me and what I was demonstrating in that moment and this was only 
This was 2000, this was the back end of 2013. What I realise is how immature I was in my relationship with Father. What I was expressing in that moment was, woe is me, you know, my mm. God has abandoned me. My yeah. circumstances are seemingly impossible. Yeah. All I can see now is doom and gloom. Um, and not not that I changed at that moment and realised and thought, stop that, Jeremy. You know, it, which you would now, <laughs> which I would now, yes. Um, I I continued in it, and in that the, thinking, in that thinking, and by God's grace, He pulled me through. Wow, He pulled me through. Why? Mm. Because He loved me. Why? Because He knew what I was going to become. Yeah. And this was part, he was going to use this really awful situation. It was an awful situation. My business mm. was going down the toilet. Yeah, that is tough. And everything that I'd worked for for 30 years. And, and, I, and, and I didn't, I, I really was in despair. Right, you know? wow. Well, as in literally about hope. I mean, that's what the word I means. was without hope, yeah. I really thought that, what have I done? Right. Giving up my job and, Right. You know, I should have kept going and right. not worried about what God was saying on my heart. <laughs> In other words, I was forgetting what God had spoken to me. Uh, okay. And, all right, you know, you can question that. Was that yeah. me speaking? Of course. You know? Yeah, of, course of course you can. Of course. But by God's grace, he, he, he sorted it for me. And he showed me. That he was for me and not against yeah, me. Yeah. And he delivered me. Now, I didn't have to go through that. I could have yes. stood firm there and then. Yes. And um, and made some choices. True. But if nothing else, I could have just said, okay, doesn't seem to be a very good situation, mm. but my God is greater. Yeah. And my God will look after me. Yeah. He is my fortress. Yeah. He is my strong tower. Yeah. And he will see me through this. Yeah. And I'm not going to panic. Yeah. I'm not going to. But I, I didn't yeah. choose that then. And yeah. I, I've matured so much in this last seven years. Six, six mm. to seven years. So much. So much is happened in this six mm. seven years mm. and so much more maturity has yet to come yeah um but so to the listener who i'm sure can has empathy with with what i'm sharing mm. um if not in now in in the past yeah of course <laughs> maybe in the future i hope not yeah maybe people can learn from what i'm Absolutely. sharing that he will not abandon us yes true good point and and very important. Think about that. That so, of course, our faith is important. We hold on to him. I, yeah. I would argue that he actually holds on to us. Oh, that's a very good point. <laughs> well, he does, doesn't he? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. There, but far there more is, so. If yeah, it. but there is some holding on. Oh, by absolutely. Us. I mean, you know, we're only saved by grace through faith. Yeah. Yeah. So there's got to there's got to be an element of faith there. The wonderful thing is yeah. we only have to have the faith of a mustard seed to move mountains, and and there was that 
within me there was that faith the size of a mustard seed (laughs) and I held on to God I said oh father I need you so much to come through for me in this situation and he did and he's done that and I can give so many other examples as we all can as we all can and what he's saying to us is I will never abandon you you have no need to worry about a thing Reminds me of the Stevie Wonder song. Don't you worry about a thing. <laughs> Don't you worry about a thing, yeah. mama. Yeah. yeah, because because worry, stress, anxiety, anguish, as hard as it is for us to hear, the truth is that it's lack of trust. Absolutely. That's all it is. It's, it's really hard yeah, to hear when you're in the middle of, of it. Of course it is. But it's good to hear it because there is a solution. There's always a solution. And it is actually, it is technically a decision away. Because I think the enemy wraps us up in, in not attempts to wrap us up in knots, yep. tie us up in knots, so you can't see the way out. That's no. the whole point, isn't it? That's yes. what depression comes from. Yes. That's hopelessness. Yes. yes. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I mean, Absolutely. it's just a spiral. Yes. But actually, for the listener, you know, Psalms. The first thing that came to my mind then was that, and I don't always walk this out, but I, but I'm, you know, I'm wise enough now to know the Psalms and to know what the Word says, even if I'm not fully practicing it. And the Word, God says, He takes us out into a broad, open space. Yes. Into an open place. Yes. That's that's how He perceives us. That's not how we perceive us sometimes, but that's how He perceives our circumstances. When He looks at us, which is how we need to look at us, is through the way He looks at us. He looks at us and says, I don't really get it. I, I do get it, but I don't get it. You, you're in a wide open space. You feel hemmed in. You feel like you're surrounded. But as the song says, you might feel like you're surrounded, but I'm, I'm surrounding you. Actually, is the re- that's the reality. That's kingdom yeah. reality. Yeah. I'm, I'm all around you. Yep. I'm in you. I'm yep. on you. Yes. I'm around you. I'm in your mind, I'm in your body. Uh, you know, yeah, you can't see me, but I'm, I'm wherever you go, I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And it, again, it ties in with rest. Because we should, we should then, when we hear that, and we don't always, but we should then make a decision, well, you know what, I'm going to rest. You've got to choose, haven't you? Choose to rest. Let's just, I, I know I've, I read this earlier on, but I want to re- read it again because, for, you know, we're talking to um, whoever's listening as well as to each other. Yeah. Um, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, that's... You and I, believers, we dwell in that secret place. He because 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 we're born again. Yes, because we're born again. So, so this just just to preface that this the, the psalm, I don't know how many people have picked up on this, but though David wrote the psalm, it's a it's prophetic. Yes, it's prophetic for our day. Yes. that David was going. I'm going to choose to stand in that place. We don't have to choose. We're already in that place yeah, of safety yes, and, right. and refuge. Yes. So it's prophetic. Yes. I don't know how many people pick up on that. That's but it's wonderful. true. Yeah. You don't have to try. No. To get in the resting exactly. place, we are in the resting place. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord. That's you and I. We have to mm. declare. Mm. He. Father, God is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Mm -hmm. And surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, the evil one who's trying to snare us, entangle us, trap us in all sorts of different things. 
and from the perilous pestilence. What's the perilous pestilence at the moment, folks? Absolutely. He shall cover you with his feathers. So just just a second there, Jeremy. So yep. again, we come back to this thing that I feel like I say quite a lot recently, that actually there's a decision that we all need to make. It, you know, the, these words, it's, it's English. We can all read, you know, those of us who can read English, we can read those words. So it's not it's not a complication in the actual words themselves. The complication is taking those words and making them our own. Yes. So the listener, as do we, daily, momentarily... <laughs> Every moment by moment, have to take those words and make them our. We take them and make them our own, don't we? Yeah. We appropriate them for ourselves. For ourselves, that's our part. Yes. And and it's not technically, it's not difficult. I know in in the moment it is extremely difficult. I get that. Believe me, I understand that. But but nonetheless, it doesn't take away from the truth that actually they're just a decision away. Yeah. To, to go. Do you know what? I make God my. I make God my stronghold. A stronghold is is being surrounded on all sides. Yep. That's what a stronghold is. In fact, it's reinforcements within reinforcements. That's and, what God is to me. And most people make the wrong things their stronghold. Yeah, well, we know that because the same <laughs> word is used of mindsets, yes. isn't it? So we use mindsets as our stronghold yeah. and they surround us when actually yeah. he surrounds us. Exactly. So surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings... You shall take refuge. And this is the message that you and I have been talking about for such a long time. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. He's saying to us, my word, believe my word, believe my word, do my word. When you do my word, you're demonstrating that you believe my word. And it will sh- it will be your shield and buckler. Well, and it ties in with Philippians one twenty six and twenty seven, doesn't it? That you were saying that you were citing earlier yes, on. Yes. This does. Yes. You know about how when you make that, if you want to call it a stand, but really it's resting and trusting. When you do that, and actually it's a sign to to the enemy and his works and all your circumstances. Do you know what? I'm actually I'm okay. Yep. <laughs> and again, it goes back on them. And they and they say he believes. Yeah. What he's saying. If you think about it, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. Yeah. And after that, Satan did not directly attack Jesus. He used other people to try and entrap him. True. Because he knew he wasn't going to get anywhere with Jesus by directly, directly facing point. him. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And also this, can I just add this? Yep. Something that God showed me this morning, which might help the listener, tying in with that, that people often want, and I, and I think it's good to try and get a handle on what, how the enemy works. Not massively. It's more important that we understand truth. But nonetheless, it's okay, I think, to at least give some thought to the enemy and, and how he works. Just in passing, don't make it into a thing. Well, you want to know, you want to know what the enemy, how the enemy works. Look at the Jews. Look at the Pharisees. Mm. That's how he works. Yes. That's a, if you want to know, well, how does the enemy work? Look at the Jews. Look at the Pharisees and how they come against the, the work of God. They come against Jesus. How they did it? They try to wrap him up in in circles. They try to kill him. They try to take him out. They try to ostracize him. They try to make him alone. They try to go to his mind. They spoke to his mind. They never once listened. 
No. You know, so all these little things you can actually look at the New and, Testament. And one of his disciples. And one of his disciples. I mean, people, Jeremy. I mean, wow. What if he was able to infiltrate one of his disciples? Yeah. Who had been with him through all the things that he had done? Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. So believers, beware. Yeah, which is what the word says yeah. lots of times, Jeremy. It's just, yep. it's just, and it isn't a scary beware. <laughs> no, it's it, beware of the enemy. Don't let the yeah, enemy tra entrap yeah, you. Yeah. Which actually, I think if people know who they are, not if, when people know, when we know who we are, it's so much, it's still a challenge, but it's easier to defend. I think a lot of people, again, we see it with healing, don't we? A lot of people won't pray for sick people because they think they've got to do something. They won't yeah. do anything. No, How can right. you do anything? How can I do anything? I mean, literally, I can't do it. I can't heal a person. We're, we're releasing Jesus who's in us to touch the lives yeah. of the people that it's, need exactly. delivering it's when whatever you, it is. It's when you know what you have and who you are that you do these things and think this way. It's the yeah. same, that's why Jesus was so... It was able to do the things he did. Was not, you know, yes, he was deity, but he knew that he was a son. He knew he had a, an intimate relationship with his father. He knew he would never be separated. And so he could do those things. And mm. it was cool. He was relaxed. Yeah. He wasn't stressed out. Mm. And let me just let me just add this, Jeremy, because I think it's good that we carry on going through this psalm personally. But you mentioned mental anguish early on. And, and I just want to refer back to something I think I might have said in a previous podcast. But I think it's important to bring it up now. We talked about, I talked about, a while back how jesus shed his blood in three different places for spirit soul body mm. fascinating yeah. that is a yeah. fascinating truth in and of itself but let me just share that hopefully it'll help the listener so in the garden he shed for the soul because he, he shed sweating blood, sweating blood. Yeah. so that's the mental anguish yeah. that's that's for the soul that's of true. man so that's salvation yeah. if you want to call it that for the soul yeah. of man he then shed blood for his physical body for his through the scourging which is life and how for the body yep and then on the cross he shed blood for for our sins which is our spirit yep. so our spirit can be made new yep. so there's three yeah, places absolutely. that jesus wonderful. spilt blood for the spirit soul and the body wonderful absolutely wonderful so his truth shall be your shield and buckler verse five you shall not be afraid of the terror by night mm. nor of the arrow that flies by day before we go any further, you shouldn't be afraid of the terror by night. You touched on it, and and I, and I agreed with you when mm. we just when we first met this afternoon about the night time is when we can be off our guard, yeah, um, and the enemy will try and infiltrate our our, our thoughts, yeah. Um, we must all experience that. I mean, you know, sometimes you have dreams which are not very God. nice dreams, yeah. and um, and and then we wake up. You know, it might. Be, I mean, you know, you, you get a dream of something that you've been struggling about for years and years and years yeah. and years, and it and it comes up. I used to, when I was a a young, when I was a child, I used to have a silly dream where I would be chased by my parents. And how I got away from them was by flying. Oh, yeah, okay. And there were times when I was yeah. trying so hard to fly and I was hardly getting off the ground. It was, And I knew that if I didn't get off the ground, 
I was going to get mm. caught. Mm. It was, oh, I, and I used to wake up. Yeah, it was, horrible. it was a horrible dream. Yeah, we've now, them. <laughs> that's just one example. Yeah. There, are, there are many there more. Are many. And I, you know, and and my my point is that that's a time when we when yeah. when we are off guard. Yeah. I have a bit of a concern about it because the word says that you know uh, what is rightfully ours is is good sleep. Amen. Absolutely. Quality sleep. That's a promise. That's a promise. So there is, I would argue, is a manifestation of the mind yet not being renewed. Because if my mind was renewed, yeah. You'd be in peace. I'd be at peace while I'm sleeping. Well, isn't it interesting that actually, and again, what comes to my mind, not always at the middle of the night when I'm challenged, but in the daytime when I'm thinking about that, is Jesus in the boat. Right, and he's sleeping, yeah. Water crashing on the side, yeah. night time in the boat. Didn't bother him. Not one <laughs> jot. And, 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 and listener, please don't make the mistake of going, oh, well, that was Jesus. As Jesus is, so are we yes. in this world. Okay, yes. Amen. so we we have that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in us, and so we have all that ability, don't we, that Jesus had. So do we, you yeah. know, to be able to live like He did and greater. Yeah. So we had that ability to, when we're in that boat in inverted commas, you know, that awful, tra horrible situation, that we had that ability just to to cruise through. Actually, yes. is is yes. is the reality. I know. Yes. I know. I know we struggle still with that, but that is where we're headed. Well, Peter, he walked on water. Mm, yeah, wow. <laughs> that's that's what's available to us. Yeah, available. He walked on Good water. Point. And Jeremy, you know what? I say it often, from God's perspective, it isn't difficult. <laughs> no. I don't mean just. I don't mean just walking on water. But these things, they're not. They're not. They can't be because if they are. I'm, I've got no chance. <laughs> he, he wants us to be naturally supernatural, doesn't he? You know? and, and, walk, and walk in and have everything that he, he sent his son to pay for. Yes, amen. I mean, that's, that's the point. That's the point. He sent what he did for us. And we're, we're not walking in it. I mean, Jesus, I'm, I mean, he'll tell me off probably. Well, he, he wouldn't tell me off. Of course he wouldn't. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think sometimes you must get frustrated, Jesus, at how people... Are just ignoring what you've done for them that you know it's there it's 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 ours and we don't take it for mm. ourselves this is the point that you were saying about the word mm, mm. we've got to take it for ourselves i used to yeah, think well yeah. that word is for somebody else it's right. not for no that's a lie the enemy doesn't want us to take it for well, ourselves i think it is the one of the ultimate goals of the enemy to yep. stop him from to stop us from taking that word and making it personally ours and then and then walking in it. Yeah. Because that's my manual. Of course. Of course. So but this is part of that, isn't it? This yeah. Psalm ninety one is part of that mind well, it's all part of it. All the words part of it. But well it's it, it they're, they're God's promises to us. And and as as you speak this out, Jeremy, I encourage the listener to hear the promises. Yes, that, that God's got these are promises for today for for the listener for me Un and you. Unlike human beings, He keeps His promises. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Andrew has this thing. He says, if you've got an appointment with somebody, he said he he, he told the story of a salesperson who was coming along to see him to sell something or whatever, and um, he turned up about three quarters an hour late 
and uh, he knocked on the door and came in and, and, and Andrew said, oh, hello, he said, yeah, he said, hello. I don't even know if he apologised. And he, but he said something, and Andrew said, hey, hang on, before you go any further, he says, what makes you think that I'm going to believe a word you say when you turn up three quarters an hour later than what you promised me you would turn up? Yeah. Now, all right, you could argue, well, that's a bit harsh, Andrew. But there's a lesson there. And the wonderful thing about God is that when he says that he's going to be with you at three o'clock in the afternoon, he's there. Yeah. He's there because he's always with us. It's yeah, an easy one for him to fulfill. It is. But his promises, he means his yes. promises. He does. And he says, just believe me. Oh, believe yeah. me. Super simple. And, and, but we've got to believe. They won't just... Exactly. I mean, there is grace. Yes. That... I can't really understand. No, fully. well, there's many times, the night time's a good example of that, and I know what you're saying, where I have not been believing, and yet God has supernaturally got me through the night because yeah. I was fretting, yeah. <laughs> and I haven't embraced that promise, and yeah. I know I haven't, and yet I wake up in the morning. So maybe a bit like the boat getting, <laughs> yeah. when Jesus got in the boat and it went immediately <laughs> to the shoreline, that's maybe what he's done. Yes. I don't know. So there is, that is grace, isn't it? Well, so even when we don't believe, he still, well, I don't know, I don't know. What about, I don't know how it works. Grace, maybe. Well, I don't fully understand. It's like that what I shared earlier about the business, you know, where I was feeling sorry for myself and and and, and really yeah. feeling sorry for myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was a yeah. grown man, yeah. sixty years of age nearly, and I was crying on the phone to my wife. She's never experienced that before, mm. and um, and so. And, and so those promises, we've we've got to come to that place where we understand that those promises will be will he will fulfil, and those promises are for us individually. And, and we've just got to mm. take them for ourselves. Yeah. So going back to Psalm ninety one, um, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. Whatever the hassle might be thrown your way in your daily work whatever at home nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday he's telling us not to be afraid of these things a thousand may fall at your side i was thinking of covid19 as one example you know but i mean people are you know dying of cancer all the time aren't they at the moment it's mm. it's it, it, you know a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall not come near you do you hear that listener do you hear that rob do you hear that jeremy mm. it, won't come near you. it won't come near you are you prepared mm. to believe it yeah are you prepared to believe it if you are you've got to live it yeah you know what that means mm. it means don't go to the world for your answers Go to God's word. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. In David's case, in verse 11, it says, For he shall give his angels charge over you. Whereas for the new covenant believer, for by his stripes, you were healed. Yeah. Yeah. 
to keep you in all your ways. He's going to keep us in all our ways. Yeah. So think about that. No evil shall befall you. Yeah. If we have evil befalling us, it's because we've allowed it to happen. It's because we've... You know, I don't, like I say, I don't think we can, well, no, we can't come out of being under his shadow because it's being born again. I think that's a prophetic way of looking at it. So we can't come out of it. But we can certainly think wrongly, can't we? Yes. About a circumstance. Well, yes. I mean, okay, that's a good way of putting it. In other words, we've allowed the circumstance to dominate our thinking rather than yeah. allowing God's word to dominate our thinking. And as you said earlier, mm. that is the choice of resting in yeah. God knowing that he's on the case he's on our case yeah he's got it sorted and do you remember we chatted the other week didn't we We didn't record it we chatted about this finished dake chap and, and he has a wonderful way of putting it that he says just don't get involved in god's business <laughs> and by that what he means is you pray a prayer and we always want to be involved in the answer and, yeah. I, and I get it because we have we, you know we have to believe i understand that but believing is i don't think it's as complicated well, it, it can't be as complicated as what we make it out to be because, again, I wouldn't be able to do it. No. It's And this is another important point. It's his faith. It's Jesus's faith. It's, it's, yeah. and, and by that, I mean twofold. You know, quite a few places in the New Testament, Galatians and Romans, it talks about how the faith of the Son of God. King James says King, the faith of the Son of God. And mm. I think that's an important distinction. So it's not our, first of all, it's not our faith we're using. We're using Jesus's faith. And secondly, so we haven't, we haven't got a faith problem because it's his faith, yes. Jesus's faith. But also that faith, we're ha we're, what we're really doing is trusting what Jesus did. We, we're trusting in his faith, yes. isn't it? Yes. That's, that's, and Jesus didn't have a faith problem, definitely didn't have a faith problem. So we can easily trust in him. And he's told us anyway. You only have to have the faith of the size of a mustard seed to move mountains. So we've just got to, as you say, we've got to understand. Well, we don't have to. No. That's the wonderful thing about God. He's, he's given us freedom to decide for ourselves. Wow. We don't have to. But if we choose to believe him, yeah. if we choose to believe him, we will experience salvation in every area of our life of our lives all, all of absolutely all of god's promises are in him yes yeah. and amen <laughs> yes. i mean that's what that's what he has said you know and what's what's interesting as well is that i don't know if you noticed this but a lot of the, the people in the new testament jesus said it paul paul spoke like this they didn't say you know when we're talking to people about the bible and we'll say oh well the bible says well, actually, the people who wrote the Bible, people like, or, or you know, people like Paul and obviously Jesus himself, they didn't say in the Bible. They just said it is written. <laughs> yes. Now, if you think about that, <laughs> yes, they didn't. They didn't reference. You know, so they've got this letter to the Corinthians, and they're reading it, and it's going, "It is written." That <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's no. <laughs> And yet we go, oh, well, the Bible said, no, 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 no. You can, you can go in an even more authoritative view than yes. that. It's written down. Okay, that's all you need to know. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't know where it's written down. Just, all you need to know is just, written. Just think if uh, you get arrested and, um, you know, you don't, you don't fit the, the rules around at the moment with regards to lockdown, yeah? 
and and then you go into court and you say, well, how do you plead? I plead not guilty. <laughs> what? Because it is written. Yeah, because of it, it is written, and then yeah. you you tell them about Psalm ninety one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, when he responded to the devil, didn't he? Three times, yes. he didn't say it's in the Bible, did he? He said it's written. Wonderful. You know, you referred to Philippians. The what? Chapter one. It was chapter one, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's just read that because, um, as you say, it, it fits in quite well with what we've been mm. talking about. And I, I was, it was about your. That's right. Philippians 1 from verse 27. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, this is Paul speaking to Philippian church, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them your adversaries a proof of perdition but to you of salvation you're demonstrating by not being terrified by adversaries that you are saved yeah <laughs> if you're terrified by something you are demonstrating you don't believe that you're saved and what i mean by saved i mean salvation in its in wholeness yeah you may have come to that point of believing that your sins have been forgiven and that you're in right standing with God, but you don't believe the rest. Everything else that's been given us through what Jesus did for us on the road to Calvary and on, and on the cross. Mm. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here is in me. That's Paul talking about what he's going through. The tough times that mm. he's going through, but you know, we're remi I'm reminded of I don't know which verse it is. You you might remember it. Paul saying, "I've learned to be at peace in all circumstances." It's I keep bringing this up, but the Holy Spirit keeps reminding me that that is a demonstration of resting in the finished work of the cross. Yep. It's I I I've learned to be at peace whether I've got a lot yeah. or I've got nothing. Yeah. Whether I'm shipwrecked or in prison. Yeah. Or I'm you know, in a, a lovely apartment block and I have central heating and all the rest. You know, yeah. I've learned to be at peace in whatever the circumstance yeah. because my God is greater than anything. Uh, and here, 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 that's wonderful, Jeremy. How, how about this? Do you think, and, I, and I'm, I'm talking from experience here as well, do you think that the reason people struggle with that is because they put too much of themselves onto a, a predicament, a situation, a circumstance? So, for example, you know, you, you're in a tricky position and I don't know, maybe financially or something like that. And you're thinking, how can I get myself out, out, out? How can I get myself out of this situation? Well, look, we've let's be frank about this. We've all done it. Yeah. We have a financial problem, right? We perhaps will pray about it. And ask Father to intervene, okay? Yeah. And 
what do we do after we've yeah, said that? <laughs> do you mean what do we do or what should we do? <laughs> no, what do we do? Well, we go and try and solve it. We, we? try and solve it. Yeah, we find our we find own solution. way of solving the problem. Yeah. And there is the problem. We, we don't... What we're saying is... I can't wait. <laughs> or I don't believe that God's going yeah. to come and yeah. save me from my dilemma. It's, there's no argument about it. It's, it's the reality. True. And it's the same with 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 sickness. Yeah, we pray about it. Yeah, it's daft to pray about it. It's a bit like the financial side, you know. It, this is where Paul says, "I've learned to be at peace in all circumstances." That financial problem, whatever it may be, you don't even have to pray about it. Yeah, because Jesus said in Matthew six, verse thirty three, "If you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, your needs are going to be met." Made. Yeah. End of. And no actually, argument. And just just to share some thoughts on that, Jeremy, because I think are you, it's really interesting how you can read. It's interesting and frustrating how you can read one verse with one mindset and read something completely different into it than what you could with a different mindset. You catch my drift. So Matthew 6.33, when I was in a works mindset, um, I would read Matthew 6.33 and... and I, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as if i when i work hard enough and, and there isn't truth to this when i when i work i don't have to worry about stuff and i go out and doing god's work that's the point i'm doing god's work i'm praying for the sick whatever it might be i'm doing this i'm doing that he'll look after me and that's great but that's not the, that's not the whole of that no. the, the whole of it actual or added to that is that when i get a problem i seek him first yeah. i seek his kingdom first isn't it interesting how yeah. you can... I never saw that until no. I get into a challenging situation. I'm like, that's what that verse means. Oh, well, as well. It's trusting God. And and, and notice the bit, and his righteousness. Mm. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit sort of revealed this to me. That what I had done for many years was try to be righteous. And forgetting that of course that's what the law was all about the whole point of the law was to show us what we can't do and the need for a savior and there i was having been saved then trying to be what god wanted me to be when i i was already what he wanted me to be my spirit was perfect the renewing of the mind understand and rightly that we we have to come to that place of walking in holiness you know and and not sinning mm, mm. and th- all that is is the renewing of the mind yeah. when we sin in whatever we do and don't forget it's anything that's not of faith yeah <laughs> anything that's not of faith yeah then we are demonstrating that we're not trusting god we're not yeah. seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness we're falling into the trap. It's the Galatians chapter 5. You know? Mm. It's falling into the trap of doing our own... Of going back to ourselves. That's what you were saying earlier. Yeah. We've got to choose to die to self. We've got to forget about us. Absolutely. And put our total trust in Jesus. That That's, you know, it was the same with the Israelites... And we've brought this up so many times, but it, it it really does seem that the Holy Spirit is really bringing this 
to me as, as a reminder, you know. They, they were a, a wonderful people that loved God. And they went through so much. And, you know, the, the, the Pharaoh was, was after them, was gunning for them in every way. They were captives. And then finally, finally, he gives in to all the stuff that God had thrown at him. <laughs> I don't mean. You thought you would have learned straight away. Wow. Would you let go? That's a hard heart. <laughs> that is a hard heart. But having let go, don't forget, he, he then changed his mind again, didn't Indeed. he? And and went after them, and, and and they were privileged to see God do amazing miracles in their lives. Mm. And yet, and yet, most of them never got to the promised land. And the promised land for born-again Christians is heaven on earth. Amen. It's heaven on earth. It's everything that's true in heaven being true on right. earth. Right. That is his will for us. Mm. And it is available to us now. Yeah. There's no lack in heaven. Yes. There is no pain in heaven. Yeah. No anguish, no tears, no yeah. fear. Yeah, yeah. No death, no yeah. sickness. Yeah, no separation. No separation. Everything, everything that we could possibly dream of yeah. is available for, yeah, for us. In heaven, and Jesus prayed that we would pray what is true in heaven yeah. would become evident on earth. And, it, and how does that happen? It happens... By you and me, and by the listener, believing God's promises for us. Yeah. If only we would believe God's promises for us, everything that's true in heaven would be ours now. And we're not, and again, it's not just, you know, and a lot of people make this distinction, and it's quite hard for me in practice to actually work out the distinction, but nonetheless, there is a distinction. We're not talking about what's called mentally assenting, as in we read the Bible and go, that's true, wonderful. We're talking about faith is active. It's action. So it's action. So yeah. it's reading it going, yes, that's true. I am going to live that. I'm choosing to live my life. So when a challenge comes, I'm choosing. That, that is when you're, I think Harry Blake says, your mind is renewed to the degree that your life is changed. Amen. You know, that's when you know your life yes. is. That's when you know when your mind is being renewed, when you're changing your life. And we're all on that journey. We're all on that. And journey. some of us are further along that journey than yeah, others. Yeah. But none of us have reached the end. No. And I would argue that we will never reach the total fulfilment until no. the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yeah. But the journey, the end, what is available to us is so vast. We're just scratching the surface. Yeah. And the revelation, I mean, the wonderful, the, probably the most wonderful gift is revelation of who he is. Mm, yeah, wow, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, good point, yeah. Revelation of who he is. Yeah, 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 because when we see who he is, when we see who he is, we see who we are, we can trust easier, yes. we change our mind. Yes. Mm, good point. And, and that, you know, it's, it's I, I recommend this to anybody. That um, a, a good prayer is, Father, 
I pray that you'll give me a deeper revelation mm. of the cross, mm. yeah. a deeper revelation of your grace and mercy, a deeper revelation mm. of your love. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, love encompasses all those things, but yeah, yeah. That, that's the right prayer. And, and the wonderful thing is, as I've learnt, and I've only had some revelation of that, all that, is that, that that's his will for us. To reveal it to, to us. To reveal it to us. Yeah, it's true. It's his will. Yeah, good point. And, and he isn't he hasn't hidden anything, has he? He can't wait to give us revelation of these things because he knows that John eight thirty two says that it's the truth you know which sets you free, which makes you free. Makes you free, not sets you free, makes you free. It makes you free. Amen. Because you Amen. you know you, you, what you say is true. <laughs> what you say is true. Oh gosh, yeah. You never, your word never returns void. Oh, Father, this is amazing. I tell you, to know that I don't need to have to go to a doctor ever again mm. is a wonderful, wonderful thought. Yeah. Now, God isn't going to get angry with us no. if we succumb. No, in whatever way we succumb. No, but it, but the wonderful thing is that it's. But it's second best. It is. I was going to say what, and, and it's hard. It's a hard thing for some reason for people to embrace, and I, and I know because I used to struggle to embrace it. But we're not because I have conversa lots of conversations with people about this kind of stuff, and and they and they hear all sorts of things when I say it. I, mean, I don't know how they don't hear. Well, the enemy maybe blocks it, but but it, it's all about his best. Yes. You know he is a he is a good father. Yep. You know, and and just going back to a point you made earlier, there's a big thinking in the church that God hides Himself. You know, especially when there's yes. trouble. You know, people say, "Where's God where it hurts?" Yes. When it hurts, you know, a famous <laughs> book by <laughs> Philip Yancey, I think it was. Where's God when it hurts? Where is God when it hurts? In me. Yeah, absolutely. With me, around me, on yeah. me. The Bible says that that your feelings, your emotions, your circumstances, the enemy will say he's far away. Where is God when it hurts? Yeah. Right here. What good father would be distant? What good father would hide himself? Do I hide, Do you hide yourself from your kids? No. On the contrary, I want to be involved in their life. Yeah. I mean, I, I avoid them sometimes if they're annoying me. But, yeah. uh, but, but that's, not, that's not God's heart. That's, no. that's, that's a, a human's heart, if you yeah. like. God's heart is, no, I want to be there. Why would he join, why would he be joined to me? Why would he be joined to Christians? That's what makes a Christian. Why would he be joined to us if he wants to hide stuff? Jesus is a perfect manifestation of God the Father. Did Jesus hide? I mean, he hide from the Jews. But did he hide any revelation from us? No. Everything was out in the open. Yep. Everything was. Is this, him? Is, this is Ephesians chap chapter one or chapter three, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, it's the mystery of God. It's yeah. this is. And it's been revealed to us. Yeah, yeah. Colossians one twenty seven, isn't it? It's Colossians one twenty seven. Yeah. That was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you were in the Bible. I mean, that's a great I start. The, I was in the New Testament. Yeah, even more accurate. This is brilliant. Oh dear. Let's just read that. Yeah, read, read 26, 126 to twenty seven. That's the kind okay. of bit of a backdrop. And so this is the, and so what Paul's talking about here in, in the letter to the Colossians. Is this a mystery that has been hidden throughout? All, God did choose to hide that, uh, and some people say, "Well, that's because He didn't want the enemy to find it out." Okay, I just find it fascinating. Yeah. Okay, but still, nonetheless, that's that's the backdrop. This has been hidden for millennia. Go for it. Well, start from verse twenty-four, Colossians one twenty-four. Mm. 
I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God which was given to me for you, to fulfil the word of God. Mm. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed wow. to his saints, That's to us. every born-again yes. believer, yep. not just the special few, yep. Yep. every born-again believer. To them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's wonderful. I tell it? you, the victory has been won for us, yeah. and we've, we've got to take hold of this stuff now. Yeah. And... and and rest in the finished work of the cross. Absolutely. But be definite yeah. in who we are in Christ. Who yeah. we are in Christ. Amen. And and just you know, yeah. again I'm reminded of David. I'm sorry to bring it up again. No, don't be sorry. David, yeah, showed no fear when confronting Good point. Goliath. Good point. A little shepherd boy. Yeah. In front of the professional army, yes, which was cowering, yeah, and 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 the, and the enemy army, glaring at him and laughing yeah. at him, mocking yeah. at him, and did he waver? Not yeah. an iota. Yes, because he knew who he was yes. in God, and he knew who God was, and he knew who God was, and you see that's important because that's eternal life. John seventeen verse three. Yeah, yeah. To know him, why to know him? Because when we know him, ah, we know good. who we are. That's good. When that's we good. know him, we've yeah. got to know him. Yeah. John eight thirty two. We've got to know yeah. him, and knowing mm. him will make mm. you free. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. And what's no? It's it's not it's not. Just so, head knowledge. I mean, it is, it is reading the mind. It's understanding. It's it's intimacy. Intimacy, yes. You know, that's what the the word is. Is an extreme, a highly intimate word. Yeah. Not not just a, uh, I know I know about someone. It's 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 used of intercourse. <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? That's that's what God is wanting. That's how us. intimate. So so that we are more intimate than we are of our wives. And God, because He's joined to us, how can I'm not with my wife 24-7. I'm with him 24-7. He's yeah, with me 24-7. Yeah, it's impossible to not be intimate. He's continually being intimate with me in the sense of he's talking to me, communing with me, and all born-again Christians 24-7. Yeah. And I have to engage in that, turn the dial, whatever you want to tune in yeah. the dial, whichever way you want to call it, don't you? I don't, I don't know how that fully works yet. I'm still learning. But I've got, I've I don't know about you, Jeremy, but I've definitely got better at hearing him. Yeah. I, I still, I'm about... Ten percent, I think. I was, I was, I was like one percent. Now I'm probably ten percent. I would say the classic thing is is like a, a television television signal or a radio signal. Um, they're there. Yeah. They're all there. You've got to have a receiver to receive them, and 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 all we do is we tune in to God. How how? But we we don't have to twiddle the dial. We just have to. Listen to him. And how how do you listen to him? You listen to him by reading God's word. 
God, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. It's it's reading God's word, learning about his character, learning about what he thinks about us, learning about how he's saved generations of his people over centuries. And then you get to know him and yeah. then you you get you hear his voice ah yeah. that's god it's, it's like i was saying True. to you when you when you've settled in your mind that god is good all the time yeah yeah and that he doesn't send storms to to teach us a lesson yeah or send a sickness to teach us a lesson but actually he's a he's a good god mm. because his wrath was put upon jesus mm. then you realize it's so much you then realize you, you can I immediately tell when when God's speaking to you because if he's saying to you I wasn't impressed with what he did just then then you can be rest assured that wasn't God speaking to you yeah, exactly. and I don't care what anyone says you he will not say that to you why mm. because you're in right standing with him all the time you're righteous yeah, okay. if you're right in right standing why wow. is he going to tell you about something that... Well, he doesn't see it. I don't he think he sees it. He doesn't see it. He's forgotten. Exactly. He's not only forgiven, no. he's forgotten mm. our sins. He remembers our sins no more. Mm. I know that's Hebrews 8. I'm not sure which verse it is. So. Mm. That's good. <laughs> We're in the right book. <laughs> and the right chapter. And Jesus. That, that is... That's, that mm. is that is so important to, to, to get to grips with that because then you can I identify when, when it's God and when it isn't. Because everything that isn't of God is the enemy. Yeah. There's no in-between. Yeah, it's true. one or the other. Yeah. And, um, and it's as simple as that. It's one or the other. And, and, and you'll, you'll know what not to embrace. You'll identify, I'm not embracing that. You know, yeah. that's, that's mm -hmm. why... That's why, at the moment, you know, this total thing about COVID-19 and lockdown and all that stuff. Look, that, that's not God's will. Jesus yeah. died for us to set us free. Mm. Not to lock us up. Yeah. That's, not, that's not his best for us. The problem is that the world doesn't know him. Yeah. And that's all the examples that we've been talking about in... In previous minutes, you know, we the world finds its own solutions to solve the problem. They've been doing that with the vaccine. The, the vaccine will solve this problem, and then, oh well, maybe that vaccine isn't quite going to do the job for that particular variant, you know. And then you realise actually the vaccine isn't necessarily the the thing that's going to solve it once and for all. Now, there's only one way that we can be guaranteed to be saved from covid 19 and that's by trusting in those stripes that were put upon yeah. jesus yeah and that is a guarantee yeah and it it won't happen if you aren't if it isn't settled in your heart yeah it's like you're saying you know you yeah. can have head knowledge but if it you know if you, you can remember all the verses you like yeah but if it's not heart knowledge if it's not in your heart and settled in your heart and you've come to the conclusion that's it for me it's mine. I believe it, yes. and I'm living it. Yes. Then it, it, it ain't going to happen for you. Then yeah. then there's no doubt about it. If you you know you you're better off. Well, I, I wouldn't 
ever suggest getting getting the vaccine but